Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Worthy. God is worthy. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, God is, God is worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, God is worthy. Nobody do you like Jesus? 
you, saints. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We thank him for this another beautiful day, another opportunity to worship him, the true and living God in spirit and in truth. We pray that the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. And I want to encourage you this morning that whatever you are going through, child of God, one thing, God has given you more than enough strength, power, anointing. You can handle it. Never think, child of God, for an instant that the trials that you are experiencing in your life are beyond the power that God has placed within you. God is telling me to tell somebody today that he has made you more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. If you were just a conqueror, if we were just conquerors, that would be enough. But God says, I have made you more than a conqueror. Child of God, whatever you are facing, you have more than enough anointing, more than enough power, more than enough strength from God to be able to handle it. The Bible lets us know that when David, before David slew Goliath, he chose five smooth stones, but he didn't use but one. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that God had given David more than what he needed to be able to handle the Goliath that was facing him. And God is doing the same thing in your life and in my life today. The Holy Spirit that is in you is bigger than any problem you will ever face. It's bigger than any demon that will ever come your way. It's bigger than any witch, any wizard. It's bigger than any devil, any ruler, authority, power of this dark world. You, God says my people don't know who they are. That's my problem, Robert. They don't know who they are. They don't know what I have placed within them. I encourage you under the sound of my voice to find out this surpassingly great power that God has placed within you. As God begins to reveal himself and reveal what he has placed within you, you will be much like David. You will be able to understand that there is no Goliath that is over to overcome the spirit that God has placed within you. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working diligently on our most recent topic entitled The Right Man or Woman for the Job. Very important having the right man or the right woman for the job. The wrong man or the wrong woman can be disastrous in your life. The wrong, marrying the wrong husband, marrying the wrong wife, sitting up under the wrong, under the wrong pastor, the wrong spiritual leadership, having the wrong president, it can be disastrous in your life. Going to the wrong school or uh, riding in a car with the wrong person, God is bringing something to my spirit now. One of my former students, young woman, was doing very well. She had graduated from school and was doing very well. Uh, she graduated from high school, went on, I think, to college, university, had a good job, nice car, was doing well. She was going, uh, riding somewhere, and she saw one of her former high school classmates on the road. And, and the former classmate was waving them down, said, I need a ride, I need a ride. And she just pulled over to give her former classmate a ride somewhere. The young woman got in the vehicle with the, my former student, and they began to ride. Shortly after they began to ride, uh, the police pulled up behind them. Now, the young girl that had waved my former student down had drugs. She took the drugs when the police pulled them over and put the drugs underneath the seat of my former student's class. When the police searched the vehicle, they found the drugs. 
and the young girl who was the real owner of the drugs acted like she knew any, nothing about it, and the young girl whose car it was, who, who really had nothing to do with the drugs, ended up being blamed for the drugs and ended up going to prison. Can you imagine? The wrong, we're talking about the right man or woman for the job, just the wrong association, just connecting yourself. That In an instant, all of the hard work of the, the uh, good things that she had been trying to do in an instant and went away because of one mistake, picking up the wrong, the wrong person. So be careful out there. See? Now, some of you all don't take it very seriously. As children of God, if people are not saved, they are not your friends. I don't care what they're talking about. I don't care how far you go back. If they are not saved, they are not our friends. doesn't mean we can't minister to them. We can't share the word. doesn't mean we can't, you know, but they are not our friends. The Bible asks a question, how, what fellowship has light with darkness? How can two, God is asking a question, how can two walk together unless they agree? Now, I don't care who it is. If you're not in, in light, I don't see you as a friend. Now, you might be something. You might be a family member. You might be a whatever. But if you are not born again, you are not a friend. Because at the center of God asked, and in fact, God said what? Come out from among them and be ye separate. People say, oh, well, Apostle Jesus, he ate with sinners. Yeah, he did. But everything Jesus did with sinners was ministry. When he went to your house, if you were a sinner, he was going there to minister. He was going there to preach. He was going there to deliver the word of God. He won't just hanging out with sinners. Just to, he won't he won't uh, prostituting with the prostitutes. He won't tax collecting with the tax collectors. He won't drinking getting drunk with the drunkards. Uh uh. It was ministry, and I encourage you, child of God, let your business with the unsaved world be ministry and ministry only, because they are not our friends. How can to God ask the question? Not not Apostle Brian. God said, I'm asking my people. How exactly can two walk together? Lest they agree. Right man or woman for the job. Be very, very careful, children of God. The wrong people in your life can be disastrous. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 from the New International Version. Who remembers? Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. This is something we, we had our young people in the ministry here learn many, many years ago. See, you at school or you out in the community connecting and hooking yourself up with the wrong character will corrupt your good character. Well, the wrong characters will corrupt your good character. The Bible says in Proverbs, a wise man is cautious in friendships. A wise man is cautious. Because your friends, who you have decided to surround yourself with, they will have a, a major part in your destiny. He who walks Proverbs, he who walks with the wise, grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. May God deliver each one of us from the companionship of fools that we may connect ourselves with the wise and grow wise in Jesus' name. Capital A, we looked at an outline, man or woman skilled in his work. Very important. Proverbs 22, 29, Genesis 39 and 3. Capital B, times such as these. Esther chapter 4, verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and 2. Capital C, humility and honor. Two very important ingredients in, uh, in each one of our lives. Uh, we looked at Psalm 78 and 70, Daniel chapter 4 and verse 30. Now, uh, let me have one of the brothers here because 
the uh, video has gone out for some reason, and I don't know exactly what's happening. All right, Saints, uh, we're trying to get the video back on. Uh, let's see. I understand that the audio is still on. All right, well, we are going to work, Saints, with the audio. Uh, cause we're not going to spend a lot of time trying to get this together.
Okay, praise God, we are back. All right, sorry for that thing. So uh, what were we looking at? We looked at humility and honor, capital C in our outlines, uh, Psalms 78 and 70, Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. We looked at capital D, your gifts. Each one of us as children of God have been given at least one gift or gifts in the body of Christ that God is looking for us to uh, use faithfully and to exercise it faithfully, just like God has given us physical bodies to exercise them. That was one of the first things God told Adam in the garden, work the garden and take care of it. Well, there's no way he can work the garden without working himself. God has given us these physical bodies to work them and to take care of them. Part of how we, we work our bodies is either whether it be through physical labor or whether it be through exercise, God expects us to take care of these physical bodies. That's one of the ways we show God that we're appreciative and we're thankful for even having them because you are not your own. I am not my own. We are the Lord's. Even these bodies that we are in, they belong to the Lord. God is holding us accountable and responsible for how we take care of them. These bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not these church buildings that, that men have run out and spent all kinds of money in. God said in Acts chapter 17, I do not live in buildings built by human hands. No matter how much money you spend on that church building out there, man or woman of God or children of God, God is not living there. He refuses to live in buildings built by human hands. You say, well, apostle, then what is, what is God letting us know? Do you not know your body? Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. How we take care of these bodies is how we take care of the church. How we take care of one another as children of God is how we take care of the church because it's the people that are the church, not the buildings. The people are the church. The church is the body of Christ. God says, Robert, when I send my son Jesus Christ back to rapture or to catch up, the church, he's not going to take one piece of wood, one brick, one stone from these man-made buildings. He's coming back to rapture the people of God. So out there, get to shift your mind from buildings to people. Buildings is just a, a building. I, one friend of mine, his church, his church worships at what used to be a pornography uh, theater up in New Jersey. It used to be an old, old porno theater. They've taken it. Uh, cleaned it up, uh, renovated it. Now it's a beautiful, beautiful church. It's just a building. Buildings can be used for all kinds of different things, but it's the people. It's the people. It's us. We are the body of Christ. So let our focus be on uh, buildings. I mean, uh, the, the true building of or the true body of Christ, which is the people. Uh, we looked at capital D, your gifts. Proverbs 8.16, Matthew 25 and 15 brings us down to capital E, and we will conclude today, the Lord willing, capital E. We're still talking about the right man or what? Woman for the job. Very important. Capital E, go get him. Go get him. We're going to look at Judges chapter 11, verse 5. Get ready to be blessed today in Jesus' precious name. Go Get who? Him or her. Now, this is your work. Whoa, whoa. Works both ways. Saints, we have, we have got some new things going here, so we're still trying to work out some of our 
work out some of our kinks. Go get him or her. Put that down. Let's make sure because it can work both ways. All right. From the book of Judges, chapter 11, verse 5. Judges. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Judges chapter 11, verse 5. Bible says, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tah. Capital E, go get him. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day. You have allowed us to see, to smell, to experience. We appreciate you today, Father. We reverence you. We magnify you. We exalt you. Thank you, Father, for being so good to us. We thank you most of all, Father, not for what you have done to us, through us, or for us, but we thank you most of all, for being who you are. You are our heavenly father. You are our strength, our redeemer, our shield, our buckler, our very present help in a time of trouble. You are our everything, Father. You are our reason for living, our reason for existence. We give you all glory today, honor, and praise. We start our day in reverence to you, acknowledging you, Father, for who you are, and all the great things that you have done, Father. We don't want to be unthankful, unappreciative, ungrateful, but we want to let you know today by opening our mouths and letting you know we appreciate who you are and the great things that you have done for us. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, as we have gathered together uh, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we know that you are with us. We know that you are here. Speak, Father, for your servants are listening. Give us words of wisdom and knowledge, Father, that we may grow stronger in you and in your good, pleasing, and perfect will. And as you do these things for us, Father, we will be very careful to continue to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise that it so richly deserves. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Go get him. Judges chapter 11, we see a young man named Jephthah. Jephthah, the Bible lets us to know the Gileadite in verse 1, was a mighty warrior. Now, the scripture lets us know immediately. Now, now this is why you want to understand the importance of character over reputation. What? The importance of character over reputation. Reputation is how men see you. Character is how God sees you. 
Jeff Todd's reputation, at least in the eyes of his brothers, was that he was the son of a what? Prostitute. Jeff Todd's reputation, at least in the eyes of his brothers, was that he was not going to get any of their inheritance because he was from an outside woman. But we thank God that God opens us up with a glimpse into his character. God lets us to know in verse 1 that his character was that of a mighty warrior. Their family members didn't like him. Family members drove him away. Family members didn't want to have anything to do with him. But God says, I still say he's a mighty warrior. Character, reputation. Bible says Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty warrior. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, focus in on your character more so than your reputation. In other words, work on impressing God and less on impressing people. Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. Now, very interesting, because these same ones that drove Jephthah away ended up being the same ones that had to be saved by Jephthah later on in the story. You say, Apostle, what's that got to do with me? Some of the same ones, child of God, that have drove you away, have run you away, have run you out of the house, run you out of the marriage, run you out of the church, will be the same ones that, that will, you will end up having to come back and, and be a blessing to. Jephthah, the Bible says his brothers, his brothers, his, his half-brothers and sisters, they drove Jephthah away. And listen to what they said. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. Now, and God says, Robert, watch this now. Never hold against people things that are beyond their control. Never hold against. In other words, it wasn't Jephthah's fault that his mother was a prostitute. It wasn't Jephthah's fault that Jephthah's father was out sleeping with a prostitute and she got pregnant. That wasn't Jephthah's fault. You say, Apostle, what has that got to do with me? Some of you all out there, under the sound of my voice, you hate people because of their race. Some of you all white folk out there listening to this broadcast, you can't stand black people just because we black. Look, it's not my fault that I'm black. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, black people, you can't stand white people because they are white. It's not their fault they're white. We had nothing to do with what race we were born. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you women, you can't stand men. You run around talking about all men to dogs. Look, I can't help that I'm a man. Some of you all men out there under the sound of my voice, because you've been hurt by a woman, you can't, you can't, you can't stand women. You think, it's not their fault that they're women. We were born what we were born. You never hold against people, what? Things that are beyond their control. Some of you all out there short people, you can't stand tall people. I can't help that I'm six foot five and you five foot five. Some of you all out there understand my boys, tall people, you can't stand little people. You feel like little people are. They can't help that they were born short. We were born what God decided and determined 
for us to be. It's not Jeff Todd's fault that his mother was a prostitute. It's not Jeff Todd's fault that his father had sexual relations with this prostitute. Jeff Todd was just born. He was just born. He was born into the situation. He was born into the status in life that, that God so determined. But the Bible says his brothers had problems with him because he was the son of another woman. His brothers had problems with him because of situations that were beyond his control. Learn how to accept people based on their character and not based on the, the situations that surrounded their birth. Their character, character. Had the brothers looked beyond the fact that his mother was a prostitute, the fact that his father was sleeping with another woman, and just looked at his character, they would have been able to appreciate him for what God made of him and for what God was going to use him for. I encourage you, child of God, on the sound of my voice. Look beyond, the Bible tells us, know no man, what? By the flesh, but by the spirit. God says, Robert, there were some people that missed me in the likeness of sinful man because they were looking at who they thought my parents were. You remember Jesus went back to Nazareth and began to try and preach and teach and heal. People were like, is this not Mary and Joseph's son? Aren't his brothers? And sisters here with us, where did he get this wisdom? Where did knowing, trying to know, watch this, trying to know God from the flesh, you will miss him. Trying to know people by the flesh, you will miss them. Find out who God says a person is. Take time. Anybody that's in your life, don't just go off of. Uh, 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 what people say or reputation, find out from God, Father, who is this? Who is this man? Who is this woman? Because the scripture says that some have entertained what? The angels at unawares. Angel come in, come into your town. And what happened in Lot today? Angels came to town looking like men, dressing like men. And the men of Sodom and Gomorrah just thought, they were just regular men, wanted to rape them. Didn't even realize these were angels of the Most High God. Even Jesus himself, after he had risen from the dead, his disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus. Jesus just came looking like a man, talking like a man, walking like a man, walked among them and asked them, you know, what's going on? What's been happening around here? They asked, are you, not, are you only a stranger that you don't know what's been going on? Jesus said, what, what's been going on? You tell me. And they began to explain, not even realizing that they were dealing with God himself. They said you are not going to get an inheritance with our family. And they were exactly right. Because he didn't get an inheritance, he ended up running the whole country. He didn't. He ended up getting the whole thing. He didn't get any. He got all. <laughs> he didn't get any. He, didn't get, he, didn't, he got all. Because he came back and was running the whole operation. They were you're exactly right. You're not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah 
fled from his brothers. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Never get caught up with folk that can't appreciate what God has placed within you. Never get caught. I don't care who it is, family, so-called friends. I don't care if it's your country. Bible says a prophet is without honor in his own country. Never get caught up with people that won't celebrate what God has placed within you. Go to them that will. Go. Jesus went back to Nazareth where he had been brought up, Luke chapter 4. Started teaching and preaching in their synagogues. The people got so upset, they took him and tried to take him up on a cliff and throw him down a hill. The Bible said Jesus just walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Some of you all, under the sound of my voice, you're going through sleepless nights, having all kind of problems, all kind of issues, because you're trying to make yourself fit in with people that don't love you. Make yourself fit in with people that don't even like Let them jokers go. And if they won't go, you get away from them. Find you some people. Don't, 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 look, don't spend a whole lot of time where you are tolerated. Find some people that will celebrate you. God's got some people that will celebrate. God's got some people that are able to look beyond your flesh and see your spirit. They're beyond, able to look beyond your flesh and see your character. The Bible says, so Jephthah fled. Jephthah said, look, I'm not going to take this kind of abuse. I don't have to. I can leave. Jephthah said, there's places I can go. <laughs> when the saints singing, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. So Jephthah fled. Watch this. From his brothers. From his own, from those who were supposed to love him, those who were supposed to support him, those who were supposed to encourage him. And, and they gave him just the opposite. The Bible says Jephthah fled. Not because he was afraid. Not because he was a coward. But because Jephthah said, I don't need to deal with this kind of foolishness out of you people. I don't need this. Bye-bye. Now, what this reminds me of and what God is bringing in my spirit now is when David was running from Saul. You remember Saul was chasing David around. Saul had become jealous of David, was throwing spears at him and was chasing David all around. Look, David wasn't running away from Saul because he was afraid. David was the one that killed. David said, look, killing giants is what I do. <laughs> but he respected the anointing. That was the only reason why David said, look, I'm not lifting my hand against the Lord's anointing. David said, look, I'd rather, I'm not afraid of you, Saul. I just finished killing Goliath. So don't think I'm running from you because I'm afraid. David said, I'm running from you because I'm afraid of God. And I know that in spite of your insanity, in spite of your madness, in spite of you not recognizing that I'm the Lord's anointed, David said, I still recognize that you're the Lord's anointed. Let me get out of here before I get in trouble with God. Camera has gone off again. We're not going to bother. I don't know why that is happening. Jephthah. The Bible has already let us know Jephthah was a mighty warrior. That's the first thing. That's what God said, let, let me, let's get that straight right off the top before we go any further. So you're not thinking Jeff Todd's running because he's a coward, because he's a sissy, because he's a uh-uh. He's a mighty warrior. Jeff Todd fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob. Watch this. Where a group of adventurers gathered around him. See, sometimes the anointing that God has placed within you it's too much for your natural family. Sometimes the anointing that God has placed within you is too much from, for your so-called friends. Sometimes it's too much. It's too much. 
Jephthah was, an, uh, was a mighty warrior, and it took adventurers. How does it read in the King James? What kind of men gathered around him? A group of what? What kind of men? Vain men. Oh, these were men. These were men that that had courage. These were men that would fight. These were men that would go to war. And they gathered around Jephthah. Well, why? Because because there's a saying that birds of a feather often flock together. Jephthah was a mighty warrior. And God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to surround you with like-minded individuals. This is one of the reasons I love Kenya. I was telling one of the saints last night, I love Kenya. You know, Kenya, the pastors in Kenya have, have put together a, a very beautiful thing. And what it's called is called lunch hour meetings. And what they do during these lunch hour meetings right there in, in Nairobi, downtown Nairobi, big bustling city, every day during lunch hour, many of your churches, the, the people will come at about 11.30, and they will worship from 11.30 to maybe 1 or 2, which is the lunch hour, and then they go back to work. They go to work early in the morning, 11.30, they get off. Instead of going somewhere to eat lunch, go to church, worship, hear the word, preach and talk. Then after finish, they go back to work. And I was like, when I went down there, I was like, man, I love this right here. I mean, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of people gather for what they call lunch hour meetings every single day, because I'm a firm believer that our worship is supposed to be every day, children of God. The church was not set up initially with us just going to church on some Wednesday night Bible study or some Sunday morning worship. It was set up with those apostles preaching and teaching the word of God every single day. If you want to be strong in something, you're going to do it every day. You want to be strong in, 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 in weightlifting, in exercise, do it every day. Most things that people that are very, that are very, very strong in, they're normally things that people are doing on a daily basis. Strong runners, they just ran the Boston, what, marathon, 26.2 miles. They just finished running. Those runners that run in the Boston marathon, normally they don't train one or two days out of the week. These people are training every single day of the week so that they are able to run that that far and that, that, that much of a distance. Well, our Christianity is much like a marathon. It's not much like a sprint. God talks about us enduring, being able to endure, being able to last for a long period of time. The Bible says a group of adventurers gathered around him. Sometime later, when the Amorites made war on Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Now, you got two things going here. One, even though Jephthah had been run away, had been driven away, the elders still knew where he was. Doesn't say his brothers went to get him. The Bible says the elders, those who had sense enough, that understood what the country needed, they went to get Jephthah. Watch this now. The elders didn't go get Jephthah's brothers who were right there in town. The Bible says they went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. I'm here to let you to know, child of God, that some of you under the sound of my voice, those that have run you away for a lack of appreciation of your gifts, your talents, your ability, your skills by God, at the appointed time, they will come fish you out. They will come seek you out. 
in the land of Tob. Tob was, a, was some distance. It was some distance. The elders said, look, what we need is not here in Gilead. What we need is in Tob. And what the Bible say? What we say our, our subtopic was, go what? Go get him. Go get him. This is why you and I, children of God, we want to we, you know, be skillful in what God has set your hands to do. Because when the time is needed for that, that you have, just like Joseph, the time when the nation needed what Joseph had, just like David, there was a time that the nation needed what Joseph had. There was a, I mean, David, there was a time when the nation needed what Esther had. You be what your nation needs. Now, don't put that down. Put that down. You be what your nation needs. You be what your church needs. Regardless of what people are doing, regardless of what everybody else is doing, you be what your, your family needs. Jeff Tah was what his nation needed. In spite of the people that didn't like him, in spite of the hatred by his family, in spite of the jealousy, the envy, what are all that, he was what the nation needed. Now, understand this, child of God. You are either what your nation needs or you are a part of your nation's problem. Hmm? You. In other words, you are either a part of your, the solution to your country's problems or you are part of your country's problems. You are either a part of your church's, the solution to your church's problems, or you are a part of your church's problems. Be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. You are either a part of the solution to the problems in your marriage, or you part of the problem in your marriage. Be a part of the solution. You are either a part of the problem in your community or you are a part of the solution to the problem in your community. And see, that's how God looks at humanity. God says, you are he that does not gather with me scatters. He that is not with me, God says, is against me. Amorites made war on Israel. The elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Amorites. Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, didn't you hate me and drive me away from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? The reality is Jephthah has answered his own question. Because the reason why, that's why they're coming to you. Because they're in trouble. Understand, children of God, most people, most especially the church, most time people, that's when they come to church, when they're in trouble. Most understand that everybody that comes around you, child of God, everybody that comes around me, they're coming for a reason. Normally people don't bother you unless there is there's some reason. As long as the as long as the nation was not in trouble, they won't bother in Jeff Top. But what happened, they had a need, and they knew that was had what it takes to be able to, to fill that need. You think about it. Most times people don't call you on the telephone. 
lest they need something, even if it's bill collectors. They're calling you on the phone because they need the money for the bill. Most times, people come around you when they need something. That's human nature. You know, if I needed a million dollars right today, I know certain, certain friends of mine that I would not call. Why? Because I got a pretty good feeling that they don't have it. But I do know friends of mine that I would call. These, the elders did not go to Jeff Todd's brother to save anything, to deliver anything. But they felt like, so they knew that, watch this now, they knew that Jeff Todd was a mighty warrior too, even though they ran him away. They knew what was inside him. So understand that, 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 that people, sometimes people, that, that they're not running you away because they don't know what you carry. Sometimes they're running you away because they feel like they don't need what you carry. But when they when the need, when they when they understood that they need what Jeff Todd cared, they went and found Jeff Todd. Jeff Todd said, Now why are you coming to me now that you're in trouble? Well that's that's why. Because they were in trouble. And the elders of Gilead said to him, Nevertheless, the, the elders said, Look, we're not going into all of that right now. <laughs> Nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us. Fight the Ammonites. You will be our head over all who live in Gilead. Jephthah answered, suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? The elders of Gilead replied, the Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you said. Say, Apostle Wichita, now the people are ready to recognize what was inside of Jephthah. And how did they need it, what was inside of Jephthah? See, sometimes people don't realize they need what you got till they're missing what you got. Say that again. Sometimes people don't realize they need what you got till they're missing what you got. Same ones who ran Jephthah away are the same ones that are coming to him now that they are in trouble. Now, God said, Robert, a lot of you all do me the same way. I'm hearing God. God said a lot of people do God the same way. Don't want to have anything to do with God until they're in trouble, until your son dies, now all of a sudden you want to pray. Or until your wife gets deathly sick, now all of a sudden you want to do now. God said, uh-uh. God said, don't do me like that. We want to be in a position, children of God, where we are close with God in the good times, we're close with God, and we're just close with God. See, not just when I need something. Now, all of a sudden, I want to run to God. No, I want to run to you, Lord, when I don't need nothing. I just want to run to you, Lord, just because in your presence there is fullness of joy. I just want to be around you because you God. Whether you got something, whether you're giving me something, I just want to be around you, Lord. Not just when I'm in trouble, not just when I'm in need. Oh, man, I need some money to pay this bill. Lord, let me pray. Oh, man, I need some. My, my child is sick. Lord, let me pray. No, no, Lord. I'm praying when he's not sick. I'm praying when I don't need any money. I'm praying when I'm full of food. I'm pray- Lord, I just want to be with you. I just want to be around you. 
Go get him. Go get him. We're still talking about the right man or woman for the job. You've got to discern. Let God reveal to you the right man, the right woman for the job, so that when the job presents itself, see, now watch this now. The Lord just placed my, it, listen to me out there under the sound of my voice, child of God. You out there listening, I don't know what country you're in, I don't know what nation you're in. If you need your church bus engine fixed, don't call me. Don't call Apostle Brian. I'm I'm serious now. I mean, don't call me to come work on it because I will mess your church bus all the way up because I don't know much about car engines and stuff. I I can't that I can't do that kind of stuff. That's not my what expertise. One of the things to saying that's below my but now if you got a problem in your church, if you got a problem in your marriage, you got a problem in your nation, give me a call and let me just come in and listen to you and let me listen to God. God is gonna give me the God is gonna give me a solution for your problem. I know he is. Joseph said, look, now, you say you got some dreams around here? Dreams is what God has gifted me in. We're talking about the right man or woman for the job. Now Joseph said, look, I realize there's certain things that I can't do, but did I see somebody said they had a dream? Let me hear it. Because God has gifted me in that. You got to know what God has gifted you in. Operate in that, and that that God has not gifted you in. Let somebody else do that. <laughs> now, it's very important. See, understand, child of God, every problem we have, the solution can be found in the Word of God. Whether it's in you as an individual, you let me listen to you as an individual. Just let me listen to you talk. God going to show me exactly where your problem is. Because out of the abundance of a man's what? Heart, his mouth speaks. Whatever problems in the marriage, the solution is in the word of God. Whatever problems in your family, the solution is in the word of God. Whatever problem in your church, the solution is in the word of God. The pro- whatever problem in the church is, the solution is in the word of God. And whatever problem is in the world, your solution is in the word of God. God has given us. The Bible could easily be called a book of problems and solutions. No matter who you read about in the scripture, they have problems. Every man, every man that's ever been created had problems. But God also gives a solution. And as we, as we, you know, because sometimes the adversary will have us just focusing in on our problems. God has said, look, here's, here's a solution right here. I've shared with you all many times. I go into countries, people ask, Apostle, pray for me to get a financial breakthrough. I'd be like, no, no, I won't do that. I'm not going to pray for you to get no financial breakthrough. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how the word says to receive a financial breakthrough. First question I ask, how do you give to the ministry? How do you give to the church that God has connected you with? Oh, well, I don't give that much. Well, then why are you surprised you're not receiving that much? You're sowing sparingly. Why are you surprised that you are reaping sparingly? Change how you sow. Start sowing abundantly and watch God start blessing you with to reap abundantly. God's word is problem, solution. You sowing sparingly, there's your problem. Solution, start sowing abundantly. There's a problem. You're reaping, you're reaping sparingly. There's a problem. All right, so let's, let's go back. Let's get the solution. Change what you are sowing. Because what you sow is what you're going to reap. What I sow is what I'm going to reap. 
You know, I, I calculated it up. Uh, uh, you know, last two years I've been in 21 countries. Now, the Lord is blessed. But I calculated up. I was like, Lord, if I hadn't been doing all this traveling, I could probably be sitting on top of about $25,000 right now. Just, you know. But got to sow into the kingdom of God because I know and I encourage you to know that when you sow into the kingdom of God, you might as well prepare yourself for reward because God is always going to reward us and he's going to reward us bountifully. Amen. Go get him. You find that right man or that right woman for the job, don't let anything stop you. Go get them because the job will not be done properly without him or her. There are jobs that are not going to be done properly without you and without what God has placed within you. You the right man, you the right woman for some job in the kingdom of God. God bless you, saints. Until we see each other again, may heaven continue to smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.